you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. Can I stop you for a second before you continue? Yeah. The rules of the Imagine Palladium state that no one under 18 is permitted, correct? Unless they are members. Okay. Why the shit are they playing Goosebumps? Why is that a movie they're carrying if they're, like, restricting children from going in? Well, we can maybe talk about this a little bit. I think they, they can come with a parent or guardian, right? Y- yes. Only, only if they have a membership, though, I think, right? No. There were, there think, were a lot of kids there. No, I think you are allowed to okay. come if you are there, if you are attending with a parent or guardian. You're okay. You're okay. Or if you are a member. So if you, because your membership covers a household technically. So if you're a kid and you're a member, you can go. I think. Okay. I think. Yeah, it's, yeah. I was curious about that because I'm like, why would they carry this movie? Well, you know what I mean? my just... and I'm like I don't even necessarily like I'm kind of wondering who was the audience for this movie. For this movie? Cuz I don't think <sighs> kids nowadays know or care about Goosebumps. I think it was a lot like the Scooby-Doo movie. The one that uh um, yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. Thank you. Yes, Freddie Sarah Prince Michelle and Geller. Matthew, whatever his name is. Matthew Lillard. Thank you. Um, I'm going to be really good this episode. <laughs> no, I think it was like that because I think what it did was, didn't do it as well as Scooby-Doo, but I think it was trying to appeal to two audiences. And if I remember correctly, James Gunn, who wrote the script for Scooby-Doo, mm-hmm. had said that he was kind of pulled in two different directions because half the people in charge wanted him to make a children's film. That would kind of reintroduce Scooby-Doo to, not that he went away, but kind of reignite interest in Scooby-Doo for yeah. kids these days. And then half the audience was the nostalgia people. The ones that were there to, like, pick up on the in-jokes, like Scrappy-Doo being the kind of an asshole. And, you know, like things Smoke like that. coming out of the windows. The adult humor. The, right, yeah. exactly. And I think this movie is the same in, the, in terms of, like, it's trying to hit both audiences. It doesn't do either one as well as Scooby-Doo did. Yeah, I suppose it's more for the people that are, like, because... Um, I was going to bring up the fact when we talk about favorite Goosebumps, and I guess the episode has started now, but yeah, I was going to bring up the fact that Goosebumps, because you, you wanted to talk about favorite Goosebumps books. I can only think of one, and it's not even like, it's one of the Choose Your Own Adventure Goosebumps oh, books, yeah? which didn't come until a little bit later, mm-hmm. but also Goosebumps books started coming out in 92, mm-hmm. and I was two years old, so yeah. it was... It's a little bit before my time, and it was more what Andy and John would read rather than something that I would read. Mm-hmm. So we had we had a bunch of, not to mention that I hated reading, unless um, it was the Star Wars Jedi Apprentice Obi-Wan series that I read, like 10 of the however many books came out of, but... Um, or I read a couple of What was young, your favorite one of those? Young Han Solo books. I don't know. The second one. <laughs> what does he do in that? I think Xanatos is in that one. That That's the only cool. name I can think of in that thing. <clears throat> um, but oh, where was I going with this? 
I apologize. I think I think uh, I think the the movie's trying to pull in the people a little bit older than me and and you guys as well that did read the books that were in their teens when the books were coming out that maybe have kids now to try and be like, oh hey, I used to love Goosebumps. This this movie looks like it might be fun. Uh, let's go check it out. Well, and I think a lot of people that that were that right age when Goosebumps was so popular now have kids. Yeah. So it's it's a it's like it's something where you know I mean I I there are a lot of kids in my theater. In fact, I was sitting next to a group of like six, and um, they had a great time. Yeah. I'll say that they really did. I don't think any of them knew the hell Goosebumps was. I mean, they couldn't be older than six. Hmm. You know what I mean? But they they were laughing and scared and whole nine yards. That's good. It was actually really adorable because this little girl that was right next to me, she kept covering her eyes, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Her little friend came down and sat next to her. It was very sweet. That's good. Yeah. That's so, good. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's trying to do both, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. By casting, you know, like a Jack Black, I think he, Jack Black can can appeal to either one. Yeah. Because he can do kids stuff and the kids like him and think he's funny. And he can also do, he hasn't done them in a while, but more adult comedies, you know, yeah. And, and yeah. Not everybody likes Jack Black, but people do. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. I'm Alex. I'm Nick. I'm Willie. Today, we're going to talk about some film news. We're going to talk about our favorite Goosebumps books. And then finally, we're going to end with a review of Goosebumps. I don't know the director's name, so I'm not going to say Rob it. Rob Patterson, I think. Mm. Director of Gulliver's Travels, correct? Sure. sure. Yeah. Seems to sound right in my head. I think so. <clears throat> I'll get to it before the review. But... Before all that stuff, feedback at MidwestFilmNews.com. So you can write to us, let us know what you think of the show, the things that we talk about. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at MFN Podcast. MidwestFilmNews.com has all previous 150 plus bonus episodes and full show notes with timestamps. So you can skip over the spoilerary and other things that you don't want to hear. And uh, Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com is where you can shop on Amazon and have part of the money that you spend come to us to make our show and network even better. Speaking of the network, the Midwest Game Nerds, this past Monday we had the spoiler cast of Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Pain out uh, that featured me and Gojo and past film nerd, uh, well he's still a film nerd, but past film nerd uh, uh, host uh, Rick in via Skype to talk about Metal Gear Solid Five in all of its spoiler glory. So please go check that out. And then this uh, upcoming, or the upcoming week, wow, the upcoming week. On the eve of Fallout 4, uh, we'll be releasing an episode on Halo 5. So check that out if that is your thing. Check but, it out if it's not. Yeah, even if it's not, check it out. You I'm going to listen like it. to it. I haven't played a Halo game since like 3. Yeah, I I played my first Halo game the other day. It's probably something that I'll talk when about. And you're going to be on the episode. Maybe. 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 We'll see. You're thinking about it. We'll see. Then a little bit of tease. Find you out. think about listening to it. Find out about whether or not I will be on the episode. <laughs> Discover the fate of Alex. Yeah. <laughs> on the next Game Nerds. But we should move on to some film news. Uh, we got a pretty big piece of news today that uh, there's going to be a new Star Trek series. Apparently the showrunner will be Alex Kurtzman. Maybe the better half of Kurtzman Orsi. We'll see. At least in terms of Star Trek. The less obnoxious one, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, 
the basically the only detail that we know about it is that they're going to air the first episode on CBS proper. And then from there on out, you will have to pay for CBS All Access on your mobile device or Apple TV or whatever the hell to watch the rest of the series. That's weird. Uh, what do you guys think about a new Star Trek series? Um, I had one thing I wanted to say about it. I what? said this earlier. I was trying to think, of, what do we want our captain to be like, our new mm-hmm. captain? I so want it's keep- going to be a new new. New characters. I new think cast. so. They kind of they haven't like come out and straight out just been like nobody's in it. But they basically were like uh, <laughs> literally no a, one. It's a it's a team of of characters. It's literally just space. <laughs> the final frontier. Uh, I think that it would probably be better and more unique and more interesting if it were more sciency explorationy. A lot of the things you want out of Star Trek, because frankly, I don't really care. But <laughs> if it's good, I'll watch it. But I have nothing invested in if a good if a new Star Trek series is good or not. Yeah, I expect it to be bad because Into Darkness was bad, and Alex Kurtzman is kind of bad. <laughs> Willie, really, what, what were you thinking about your captain? Oh yeah, your captain, I, I want captain. um I want Kiefer Sutherland playing Jack Bauer as the captain, <laughs> just shouting. Get the Klingons! <laughs> and just having a one-man bandit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Like, like his leaves his team behind. His team is useless, and in fact, most of them die every season. But <laughs> but he carries. Everybody's on. in a red They're shirt. They're all red shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I want. I was just thinking it was Cooper Sutherland on this like busted ship, and it's just him floating through space. It's all is lost with Cooper Sutherland in space. I'd watch it. I want an episode where he just gets shit-faced. <laughs> just knocks stuff over in the Enterprise. That would be pretty good. Can we get Avery Brooks back is the question. Uh, probably. Where in the timeline is this new show? Well, that's yeah, the thing. That's we true. don't know. I don't even know where Avery Brooks is in the timeline, so I couldn't answer that question. We don't even know where Avery Brooks is. <laughs> Does anyone? <In> life. <laughs> uh, you guys Avery, Avery Brooks, please write in feedback at MidwestFilmers.com. Let us know where you are. Oh, man. What was that on? Did you see that? Ah. Oh. Oh. God, I just got to look it up now. Sorry. Okay. No, that's <laughs> Continue. All right. There's there's part of me that's excited that there that Star Trek might be returning to the small screen. Uh and the idea that we could get some of those uh kind of cameo appearances from the movie actors is kind of sweet mm-hmm. cuz that's always kind of like I feel like the stuff that I'd be really interested in cuz I haven't watched much of the next generation but I'd love seeing the ones where DeForest Kelly pops up or, you know, Spock's around or something. Like, and Scotty, I think Scotty's on an episode of one. Spock might not be in any of them. Are you a big uh, Star Trek I Generations fan? I, I, I've, I've, I've probably seen the least of Star <clears throat> Trek Generations. It's pretty bad. I've accidentally seen more of, of like, Voyager, Deep Space Nine, and Enterprise more than The Next Generation because okay. those those are what was on when I was growing up and I didn't care about them, so I probably turned them off. But if I was really bored, I probably left them on. But I've seen a fair amount of the original series, okay, which I really enjoy. I got dragged to the theater to see Generations as a kid. I'd never seen anything. I didn't know anything about Star Trek. Can you imagine how fucking bored I was? Uh, I, I was can. like, oh, God, get me out of here. Like Generations is a weird one. Yeah. First contact, I think, is the one that everybody thinks is the best next generation. Oh, that was cool. There were Borgs in that one. Yeah, I don't yep. know. I haven't seen that one. There are Borgs in that one. I've seen one through seven. Seven okay. was generations. Hmm. Um. Anyway. Anyway, no, I would. I would really prefer you couldn't find your thing. 
No, I did. What? I, okay, you're just waiting for me. Yeah, to finish yeah, yeah. My yeah. For sure. I, I, um, I do want it to be all those things. I wanted to get back to the roots of science. I don't want it to be, hey, we solved death and we don't care about any of the science anymore. But I feel like because it's being born out of. Oh. Because oh, I just for, I forgot about that. <laughs> I think because it's probably being born out of the Abrams tricks that it isn't going to be that great. But I hope I'm it's wrong. True. I hope I'm wrong. Maybe they'll just be like, you know what? That was a mistake, and we're moving on. And maybe that's what they're going to do in the third movie too. Be like, hey, hopefully everybody forgets some of the dumber details of. Into I don't Darkness. think they're going to acknowledge a thing about that movie. Yeah, that people can die again now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, oh, we lost all the uh, all the con blood. Expired. Con went missing. Con know. went bad in the refrigerator. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's a novel idea. Not it's not novel at all. It's an interesting idea, but I'm skeptical. That's understandable. I think it could be cool. It could be fun to see Star Trek on TV again. I yeah. don't. I'm not going to watch it, but yeah, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Nick, what what did you, what were you? Uh... Oh, it was the the train has sailed, really. But uh, <laughs> talking about how where is Avery Brooks reminded me that I read the other day that uh, Robert Downey Jr. and company wanted Bill Murray for a role in Iron Man. Yeah, but he said nobody could find him. Like <laughs> literally, he said we couldn't track down Bill Murray. Like no one knew where he was to offer him a role, so it just never happened. He doesn't know about the conch. And I just thought yeah. that was when I read it out. I actually was laughing out loud when I was reading it I wanted, like, a couple days ago. Where do you think he would have been? He's at home watching Roadhouse. No, 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 no. Like in the movie, where would he be in Iron Man? Oh. Is this the first Iron Man? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, yeah. Obadiah Stane? Oh no, God. he probably would have been... Coulson? He probably just would have been like a bartender somewhere. Archival some... footage of, of Howard Stark? He probably would have just... They probably were like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if... Would have been like a were... Stanley yeah. type yeah, yeah, exactly, Like a goofy, yeah. like, oh, hey, that's funny. Probably. Like Seth Green's in Iron Man too. Interesting. Is he? Yeah. For half a second. Yeah, in in that first person view scene in the beginning of Iron Man Two. Man, right if you the... really don't make me want to care about Star Trek, put Seth Green in it. <laughs> I will real to really tune out then. I liked him as Joker in Mass Effect. I like Seth Green. I'd be okay with it. I don't. Do that, I like but... Seth Green, but he is only Seth Green. He yeah. has never not been Seth. Green. Oh no, absolutely. And probably by like no, my Oz. He was yeah. different as Oz. That's what I was gonna say. He was different as Oz on like, Buffy. Him, that him was and it. Buffy. It doesn't. It's self. It's Seth Green, but it doesn't feel like Seth Green yeah. to me. He is but you're right. Every character. other one. I mean, like Scott from Austin Powers is very much Seth, Seth Green. Green. Yeah. yeah. I think by probably like the twentieth episode of Robot Chicken, I saw. I was like, all right, got it. <laughs> Good. <laughs> what? There's like eighteen more seasons of this. Was that before or after Keanu's sausage? Oh, it's after. Okay. Yeah, that's an early episode. That's, yeah, that's in season one because <laughs> it's the only. That's, yeah, I have that on DVD. I bought season one just for Keanu's sausages. Okay. Yeah, that's really good. Good to know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say something along the lines of the series. Though. Oh, um, hopefully with more of the. With like Interstellar and The Martian and space movies that care about space and like math and science and stuff. Um, Maybe Star Trek, the series, won't, will not be afraid to go that route and be a little bit more... I really Lean don't want to... more into its roots. Yeah, I don't want to use the word intelligent to seem that out-of-control snobby, but it would just be kind of refreshing. I think well, if it was more even, about the the process of learning. I think we're still... 
we're we still live in a world where there are problems with like transgendered people and racial issues and all kinds of stuff like that and that was some of the stuff that's still really fascinating for me to look at star trek for because those were that's all gene roddenberry wanted to do was to look at the societal issues of today through the lens of the future where those are no longer problems people think but you can still talk about those problems because you're dealing with like a different race or a different a different alien race species or of Spe- yeah. species that kind of thing and i would love to see them get more towards that if it's not completely heavy-handed if it's done with any level of subtlety or anything like that i think it would be great i, I would love to see people doing that again so if that happens awesome if they lean into the scienciness if it's if even if they just eschew any like societal issue part of it and just go more here's science cool too if they do both awesome if they do neither i don't really care guys john ham is captain okay sold can you imagine him in that outfit that'd be a great show i'd be down i would be down just redo mad men the thing is too (laughs) yeah it's like the swanky like bridge of the enterprise again where it just looks like a lounge smoking cigarettes (laughs) get uh get um john slattery as the as like the first mate yep Mm -hmm. absolutely boy the klingon ridge now now we're no he's got to be a pure pure beautiful face klingon slattery (laughs) give it Uh, to me who well who would be the who who should be a klingon in the new star trek uh show from Mad Men? Avery Brooks? No. I don't know. Uh, who looks kind of Klingon-y already? Adam Baldwin. <laughs> John, John C. Riley. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like he's more of a Ferengi, probably. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, anyway that's he, enough Star John Trek C. Riley in some kind of headgear makeup. Yes, please. It would be, be great. What if he was like the, the android character? That would be really funny. <laughs> it's just Steve Brule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down. Oh, man. I'd be down. The only, the only scary thing is that it's, it's going on CBS or it's going on like broad, like mass appeal television. And I think they're really But only gonna... one episode. Weirdly. It's a really strange. I think if they're going to try to lure people in and make people want to yeah, pay for it, it's totally. going to be dumb. It's going to be like common denominator. Like everyone likes alien babes and explosions and gunfights and fast ships and screw test tubes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the next generation was like the only like young. But you know what? Maybe if they if they just if they cast really well and and the pilot episode is good and people say, all right, I'll work over money to keep watching this show yeah and now that i say it out loud it's <laughs> has anyone at cbs said this out loud <laughs> probably not. right into feedback it's only it's only, it's only press just releases. say the words speak the words <laughs> <laughs> see what happens all right uh next up on the docket amc has released its first trailer for preacher seth rogan's preacher uh starring dominic cooper mm-hmm. howard stark himself uh nick i believe you're the only one that's read a fair amount of preacher i've read all of preacher yeah what it's do you think about the book or the, the well trailer? How, this trailer how does it make you feel not good no no not really and i and I've, i was excited for it when they announced it and i was like you know seth rogan when you read preacher you might un, you like kind of understand be like you know what i can see why maybe seth rogan's 
tendencies would lend themselves to this series because it's pretty weird and Seth well, Rogen's and, producing tendencies and, and it's kind of vulgar and well I'm sure he's writing it's my in band, some capacity by the way <laughs> sounds great <laughs> uh, say it all out again and Seth think about Ro- it <laughs> Seth Rogen's producing tendencies uh, yeah it's just not Can we play normcore <laughs> what normcore <laughs> yeah I don't even know. What you're I don't know what that means. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just doesn't look that good. I don't know. Nobody in it really it, looks that good. Does it feel good. like it's like they're AMCing it up? What does do you it mean? Just feel like oh, it's it's an AMC show now. Like here's edginess. <sighs> there, like, are, there. Are we thing... want The Walking Dead again. Please give us violence. No, no, because it could be so much edgier. Okay. It's it's a very tame. Look, I I read I. I, w- I watched it, and then actually one of my friends texted me this morning. He's like, did you watch that Preacher trailer? And uh, so apparently I talk about it. But I went online. I was like, I have to know some other people's thoughts on this. And uh, most other people were like fans of it or whatever on Reddit were a little underwhelmed. But they were like, boy, are people going to be surprised when they tune into the show if and they see what it's really about. Because mm-hmm. the, the trailer doesn't really... All it shows you was like edgy Southern, supposed to be a preacher, Used to be a what? Like it seems almost like a most or uh, what's that movie called? History of Violence. Mm. That's kind of how the show like ex hitman. Yeah, yeah. Boy, is it not at all? It yeah. is. I mean, I forgot how exactly how the person phrased it, but they said they're going to be so surprised when, like, <laughs> like angels, angels and devils oh. and God vampires and vampires <laughs> and like and weird uh, Nazi cults that are into sodomy. There's and, a vampire in the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> just for, like, don't realize for a frame. It. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's a weird book. I had no idea any of that was in there. Oh, it's yep. super, it's super bizarre. It gets even further. I don't even want to talk anymore about it until you, it gets if, crazy. if you ever read it, because it gets, oh my God, does it get out there? I hope none of it is in there. <laughs> Everybody who loved the series is like, why did they do this? If it's, I mean, it has to be in there though. Otherwise, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I mean, at the very least, uh, you know, love it or hate it, at least The Walking Dead has kept zombies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, The be... Walking Dead is 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 pretty largely open to interpretation. Like, if you just take the characters and say, like, okay, we're going to put them into this new world we've imagined for them and have yeah. similar, like, echo. But Preacher is a very specific story. It has a beginning and a middle and an end. And it ends. And it ends. <laughs> like, it's it, it ends. Definitively. I mean, yeah, there's no, there's nothing... Beyond like, it, so I feel like if they stray too far or, or just start striking off an uncharted territory, it, it's kind of a, a disservice because it's a really good book. It's almost one of those one of those things where you you know it's not the case, but you hope that there's a there's like a plan. You hope that it's like okay, we're not doing any more than four seasons of this show, right? Yeah, not going to be. I mean, if it's a ratings it, juggernaut, it'll keep going. That's but. the thing is that I don't feel like modern TV works that way. It should. Like not all the time. I'm not like I'm not saying that like this, somebody should go into making uh I don't know New Girl and like oh we got to end this in four seasons guys we got the plan but like like I feel like if you're basing a show around a very like Nick said specific story you can take little side trips here and there it's okay like I I don't have a problem with that and then make making little tweaks here and there things that work better for a, a visual medium but uh, to take something that clearly has a I don't know, clearly charts a path and follows that path creatively throughout the story. And then to go, well, we got to lengthen that storyline out for another season. Like, honestly, that's where I just start tuning out because I can tell I'm not an idiot. Like I can tell when you're milking, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then the part of that, there's been some of that on walking dead where I just, I grew so bored with it. Cause it was like, can we move the fuck 
on, please. You know what I mean? There are some portions of the book that could be expanded a little bit, and there are some that could be shrunken, too. Like, the the middle, maybe, like, issue 35 to, like, 45 or How long 50 is it? or 60 issues. Uh, somewhere in the middle there, I remember thinking, like, this could be different, or it's not really necessary. It's just more character stuff that you already know. But uh, Dominic Cooper looks okay, but... Honestly, somebody ruined my, this show for me forever. I never even thought about it by saying they still wished John Bernthal were cast as Jesse Custer. And I was like, oh, my God. Mm. That is flawless. And someone even pointed out, and they said he has, he has Dylan face. Like he has Steve Dylan face because you know how all the faces of all of his illustrations kind of look. Well, he's playing the Punisher, so <laughs> yeah, I, know. I mean, it's true. <laughs> but when when someone call, called it Dylan face, I was like, oh my god, that's funny, and he totally does. So yeah, you're right. He is playing one of uh, a Steve one Dylan character. Well, yeah, one yeah. Of, one that he famously illustrated. But honestly, and he John Bernthal has the whole Southern thing down. Mm-hmm. Like when you cast a Brit as an American, that's one thing because they usually train them on like a Midwestern accent because it's. Somewhat neutral, but when you cast a Brit as a as like a hick, that's you you know maybe it'll be easier for them because it's such a strong accent. But I don't know because there's a lot of there's in in the South there are so many different types of Southern accents. Mm-hmm. Like Texas is a very specific Southern accent. I mean Andrew Lincoln is not selling me on it. Coral, 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 That's all the memes say nowadays. Is coral, coral. It's the word coral. He just it's loves coral. Like, deep sea reefs. And... Yeah. Hey, coral. Hey, coral. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like someone did a fan art of McConaughey as as Jesse Custer, and it was flawless too. I was like, man, that would have been killer if they had if they had sold that show to like HBO or if HBO had actually done it, which they should have. I don't know why they would pass on something like that. Uh, Seems like a natural fit. Oh, and you know what? If if it had been pitched to them now, post like Game of Thrones being a reality, and like saying like, "Hey, we can show like hardcore murder and sex," yeah. like they might be like, "You know what?" I mean, not that they didn't have that before, but and show that it could be a hit. Mm-hmm. They would probably take it up, and if they got McConaughey back into the saddle, say, "Hey, man, you get to play." And honestly, McConaughey is such a notorious goofball for like pitches and stuff. They could be, like, "You get to play a Texan who gets the power." of God and walks around trying to find God and wants to kill him because he's done a bad job with earth. He would probably be like, all right, yeah, sign, <laughs> sign me up. That's the ultimate Texan role right there. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. I, it's weird. McConaughey turns out a lot of stuff lately. It's very strange. It surprises me. He's on the Lincoln commercials, man. That's, that's it. It's bread yeah. and butter now. I, I was bummed when I heard he turned down Randall flag because did he really? Yeah. Ooh. I heard. At least I've heard that. He would have been pretty good. Been amazing awesome. as Randall Flagg. Yeah, Randall Flagg. Uh, Stephen King's The Stand, uh, which has been in development hell for a while now. Yeah. The Walking Dude. Randall Flagg's kind of the ultimate villain in all of like literature. But he's kind of dirty and greasy. But he's also kind of like intensely charismatic, which is exactly what Matthew McConaughey is. <laughs> he uh, Randall Flagg is like the bad guy in the Stephen King verse. He appears in a lot of different series and a lot of different books with different names, but always like the same initials. Yeah. And he's always, it's awesome. That would yeah. be really cool. He's a, he's a cool, he's a cool character. If they had locked him and swung him over to the Dark Tower series too. Another thing, <laughs> another, another King movie in development hell, along with it, the it remake, which is also having trouble. I don't know, whatever. Let's not get into that. Anyway. Yeah. We could talk Stephen King for a while too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Preacher, whatever. I want to see more. But yeah, when is it supposed to air? Next year sometime? It said coming 2016. I don't know. I would assume it'll probably be a post-Walking Dead f- thing. It'll, I think it, it'll probably slate between Walking Dead and Halt and Catch Fire. 
So probably at least like that's coming back. Aprilish, yeah. I'm down to three. watch it. I'm just I whatever. They've been filming it for a while. Like I actually started following Seth Rogen on Twitter because he was uh sending out really cool teases of just like pro- really key props and that kind of thing. Uh so I he was getting me more excited. And uh now the trailer came out, I'm kinda like, yeah. Maybe they're just may I it might just be they're holding it back. Just to Could be. But I think like it's mystery. a strange time to hold back anything that resembles the book <laughs> like people were saying and i know there's a weird the character is a vampire always wears sunglasses the whole book yeah. he has them off in like one one issue and you're like oh my god and he's not wearing them at all in any of this stuff in the teaser and a lot of people are like you know it's a really important piece of his character and and, and it's not just cosmetic like it it serves a purpose and it's part of when you when there's a reveal when you see his eyes it's like a big deal mm. and uh to see him throughout the trailer without him, I was kind of, I was a little like, it's weird. Why not just, I don't know. Yeah. So whatever. Now we're getting into the nitty gritty. No one cares about. Eh, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It looked okay. I'll check it out, I guess. But I wish not. if I could force some reading on you for the near future it would be to read that. I actually sat down the other day to catch myself back up on why the last man Oh, yeah? Yeah, I went back through because I was like, I think I finished book one. Then I was like, I'm not certain, so I'm going to make sure. And I went back and reread a few issues and I was like, okay. So you never finished it? I read book one. Okay. I Do you know how it ends? One. The, the series? series? No. Yeah. I don't know anything. You read it? No. Oh, well. I, do not, I have not. Yeah. So I was like, eh, well, get back that to That would make... See, that. that's a show... Sorry. I had to finish chewing my nail. Uh, <laughs> there's... That's a book. I shouldn't say it's a show. That would that would be more like Walking Dead, where you could, because the book meanders for like five trades. <laughs> it doesn't really go anywhere, and it, it is. It doesn't mean it's not a good read. It's much more about like the this this backdrop of this world and how can you explore like you know there's a little bit of social commentary in there and like how how would the world evolve if there were no men? Basically, what would happen? Mm-hmm. And it it's fascinating. It does lose steam, I think personally, in like the middle towards like three quarter mark. You're kind of like. Like, where are we going? But then when it gets there, it's great. Okay. The ending is really is the ending is very divisive. People either love it or they hate it. Yeah, they talked about it on the slash film cast because uh, somebody's developing. A oh yeah, it got it's on the in the development wheel again. Yeah, another after, development hell after, after Dan Trachtenberg of the Totally Rad Show. Uh, after his kind of project with it, um, I don't th- I wouldn't want to say fall apart fell apart, but it kind of. They, the, the rights reverted back to Brian K. Vaughn. Oh. And then I think he is moving forward with developing it somewhere. I can't remember. That's exactly. really weird because he, he's generally like, yeah, my stuff are comics and that's all they will ever be. So it's interesting. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast, your best source for kind of news. For, for definite speculation. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, uh, Remember when it was in development with DJ Caruso and uh, Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. No thanks. Um, I'm trying to look up the news here just so we can actually. <laughs> did you guys hear or did you ever read or hear that Harrison Ford called Shia LaBeouf a fucking idiot? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds right. It's awesome. Uh, For he was he was on like the press circuit, Shia LaBeouf, and he was basically talking shit about Crystal Skull, how like it wasn't good. And Harrison Ford was like, "Yeah, he's an idiot. You you don't do that. Like, that's not good form." 
<laughs> Victoria McNally on MTV.com writes, Why the last man in a comic that's literally full of women is coming to TV? Um, that honestly, I mean, if you cast some really strong actresses in there, you've got some powerhouse shit because there's some awesome, really intense drama in that book. The Hollywood Reporter uh, is reporting that FX is currently developing an ongoing series based on the comic along with Vaughn and the Hunger Games producers Brad Simpson and Nina Jacobson. Actually, kind of a weirdly good fit, probably. FX? Well, FX and the Hunger Games people. Oh. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, it's going to definitely... Who you end up casting as Yorick is is like of paramount importance, yeah. <laughs> because he's he's the guy, he's yeah. the the guy. No, uh, what's the monkey's name? Ampersand. 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 Yeah. Cast Marcella's Ampersand, please. <laughs> <laughs> is he a capuchin monkey? I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. So yeah. All right. Uh, final piece of news. Uh, another piece of disappointment. Neil Blomkamp's Alien film has been shelved until after Alien Paradise Lost. If I could have put money on that wild prediction, that wasn't that wild. Gone, but gone to Vegas. If I could have put, yeah, seriously, if I could, have, if I could bet on random, like this Probably is what could. I think is going to happen. Someone I would, would take that. Bet. Cleaned up. When did you feel like it wasn't going to happen? As soon as they announced that Ridley Paradise Scott Lost. was it was called Alien Paradise Lost, I was like, they're not doing two Alien movies right now. It's not happening. I was already worried about it to begin with because Chappie Cheppy was the first <laughs> issue, and then. You started to hear nothing. I mean, he was very eager to tweet like like concept art and stuff, and then it was just like. I wonder if the if if the bad press on Chappie might have hurt his chances. Like Absolutely, may, maybe they would have pushed forward with both, even if. And and I'm and not trying to toot my own horn. I remember saying that if, if I remember saying beforehand, like if if Cheppy does not do well, there's a good chance that's not happening. Yeah. Like, it, and I don't blame him. I would have been like, nope, <laughs> sorry, Chief. It seemed like the news that they were getting though was more like a lot of it happened as Chappie was sinking. Mm. Like they were still willing to move forward with it, but then probably Ridley wrapped up the Martian was like, mm, what am I gonna do next? Uh... What about Alien? And then yeah, who do you go with? The guy who just made The Martian or the guy who just made Chuppy? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think at the end of the day, Ridley has dibs. <laughs> the, yeah, he's like, hey, true. you know what? I want to make, I want to continue Prometheus and tie it into the Alien saga. Or Neil Blomkamp says, I want to make a movie with two stars no one cares about <laughs> anymore. That's a sequel to a movie that people got over a long time ago. They're going to that say, also disregards two other movies, <laughs> right? Yeah, and it's it, it's too bad. I would have loved to have seen what. District Nine Blomkamp would have done with an alien movie. I Actually, I would have loved to see whatever. He might still do it. I don't think. I wouldn't say that he doesn't have the job anymore because of Chappie. I don't think Chappie was that. Chappie didn't tank that hard. It didn't do that poorly. And it doesn't. It, but it doesn't sound like he doesn't have the job anymore. He makes it sound as though, oh, well, things it's, are on hold and postponed I'm for a couple years. Work on other things while they work on Prometheus. That's that's what his tweet kind of read like. Yeah, I think that they totally they totally were like Ridley wants to do this. Let's let's do that. It makes more sense right now. Because Ridley's 80 and Neil Blomkamp is like 37. So he's got time to make his movie. Yep. I hope that's the case. Because I, I don't think it seems like the type of situation where they would like... Because he's clearly got a lot of talent. Chappie yep. didn't suck. None of his movies so far have sucked. They have good things. Mm. Elysium does not suck. No, I think Chappie does. No, <laughs> Chappie doesn't suck. It's I don't just, know. It's just not, it's not an amazing movie, but it's got good stuff about it got good performances it's strongly directed 
I don't know. I had to re- I had to rewatch really? it, man. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Man, I, you I guys, did, if, you, if you think not, that movie sucks, that's alarming. There's, I did not like Elysium. I did not. I, I, I didn't really like it either, or Chappie, but Suck is a Suck is a level reserved for... I had more like, f- Jupiter Ascending sucked. <laughs> I, that movie sucks because it doesn't make any sense. Still haven't seen that. I, oh, dude. Think, <laughs> I think I enjoyed Elysium more than Chappie, but maybe that's wrong. I think so too. I can't remember. I'd have to watch them both again. Side but when side. I like when I left Chappie, I wasn't confused. I wasn't angry. I was just like, okay, that was fine. Was I was I was really sad and I felt like it was bad. But I don't, I don't know. know. Go back to episode blah 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 when we <laughs> reviewed Chappie to check out our thoughts. We reviewed Elysium too, so yeah. Not only do we get the news wrong, but we also get our opinions incorrect later on. So, yeah. Anyway, real quick, uh, ahead of our review of Goosebumps, I did want to touch on some of our favorite Goosebump books. Yes. Um, as I said, real quick, mine was, was, I think it was the first Choose Your Own Adventure uh, Goosebumps book that ever came out. Okay. Um, uh, the one that took place, I think it was like a carnival or something okay. like that. Uh, I so you know I I I remember looking at the books and seeing the covers and being like oh this looks kind of cool but I just never really got into it. Everybody knows I don't really care about horror that much. It was never really my thing, even as a kid. So, um, but yeah, I don't I, like I said I possibly earlier in the episode. I don't know if that part's going to be in it or not. But Goosebumps was a little bit ahead of my time, slightly ahead of my time. So, not exactly. Um, you know, something that I kept up with. But Willie, I know that you read a lot of Goosebumps books. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, my favorites would be, I mean, Night of the Living Dummy. Gotta love Night of the Living Dummy. It's a classic. It, there's a whole trilogy of them. The first one's the best. Um, Monster Blood 2, The Giant Hamster. The hamster yeah. That's where it's at. <laughs> that is where it's at. That book, it, it totally outdoes Monster Blood 1. But Monster Blood 3 and 4 aren't very good. Um and oh boy, I think my oh it's tough. I think my all time favorite is Attack of the Mutant. I'm pretty sure, dude. Love that book. Yes, love that book. I would read it right now. Number one, it's so sweet. I found it a couple years ago and I read it. <laughs> like, was it sweet? Like five years ago. Yeah, it was pretty good. Cool, sweet. Yeah, I love Attack of the Mutant because it was it was superheroes, but also um like scary too. So. Yeah, it had a it little cool. twist. It was uh, yeah yeah the gazelle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- these were Give Yourself Goosebumps, were the Choose Your Own Adventure Goosebumps yes, books. Yes. This one was titled Escape from the Carnival of, of Horrors. And uh, the, the Wikipedia synopsis says The reader and two friends, Patty and Brad, wander into a haunted amusement park. There are two main storylines determined based on whether the reader chooses to go on the rides or the games. Uh, in addition to the choices the reader can make about how the story unfolds, there are several games of chance that determine the reader's fate. There's so many endings, such as blasting off to Mars for 20 years, falling forever, bouncing forever on the trampoline, being stuck in the mirrored hallways after going left, becoming a chicken, becoming a dummy for the real-life space display, becoming a ghost, being stuck together with Brad and Patty by a glue-like substance like Siamese triplets. So that's the one that I remember. There's a lot of ways you can get killed. I remember <laughs> reading that one, and I remember constantly being like, God, dead again? Yeah. Go back to this page. Like, you die a lot. Go back to my It's choice. basically like another world, the... <laughs> The book. <laughs> I did like Choose Your Own Adventure books. Though. They were fun, yeah. They, it was they always... made me want to write one. Like I think I tried writing one when I was in like third grade. That's awesome. Because yeah. I was like, yeah, let's do this. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, Nick, what are, what are some of your favorites? Attack of the Mutant. All day. Yeah. yeah Which one? Oh, Attack of the Mutant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That was that was a really good one. That one had a lot of imagination. Oh um, God, haunted mask! I'm sorry, I want to throw it out. Oh, yeah. Haunted mask was so freaky. That was the second and the one. Goosebumps episode is actually kind of creepy too. I never watched the show. Uh, I watched a handful. I was kind of getting older by that point. I think I was. Yeah, I yeah. think I was too old. But I watched a few, and I was like, "Oh, kind of cool." Haunted mask was good. Uh, Night in Terror Tower. I remember that was that's an awesome baller. One. Yeah. Uh, Werewolf of Fever Swamp was real creepy. The one other, I think I had the book. I don't know if I ever read it. Uh, the Shocker Street one. Shocker, Shocker on Shock, Shock Street. Street. Yeah. yeah. Both both of which are reference to the movie, which sure. is kind of cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one in a big way. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah, I remember like more of the. There are a lot of them I can't really remember what they were about so much. The, but covers. I, the covers are so iconic. Do you okay now the cover for Say Cheese and Die? It's great. It's amazing. Now, speaking of which, the cover's amazing. The book isn't all that great, and the grand scheme of Goosebumps stuff. So, what do you guys remember a Goosebumps cover that was like awesome, and the book kind of just sucked? Like the book wasn't very good, but the cover was sweet. Most of them passed like number <clears> thirty. <throat> we're kind of that yeah. way. They started to lose. Illustration Steam. was still good, but the yeah, 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 the story. Yeah, me and Tim were talking about Beast from the East, Beast from the East, and yeah. uh, oh, what was it called? Calling all creeps with all the lizards in the phone booth. That was, I think, that was the last Goosebumps book. I I'm was like, sure. no, the last one was Monster Blood Four, I think. Ooh, uh, I think it was like number sixty. I just okay. was just looking at a list. It oh, was okay. like number sixty-two or something. Calling all creeps. I, when I saw it in the store, I was like, cool, like anthropomorphic lizard, lizards like yeah in like a phone booth whatever that means and <laughs> i remember being like this book sucks did you guys notice the creeps in this movie Mm-mm. they're in it are they yeah i figured that the, i was looking for the mutant honestly the whole time i didn't see him man. i was looking that's all oh, i was, was looking for I was like, where's the mutant we got to get a screenshot of like the the one big shot of yeah. all it's the like creatures. the children's version of cabin in the woods <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> god if only it were that good uh, yeah funny. exactly i was looking for for him or um, uh, the uh, Beast from the East. Yeah, the guys. Yeah. So I was looking for them. Yep. Let's go. I think we should review this, right? All right. Uh, Do we have to worry about spoilers? I think that's kind of silly. No, probably not. I mean, if we need to at the end, we can throw it in there. But uh, this is directed by Rob Letterman, not yeah. Rob Patterson. Uh, I think the as Teenson. I said earlier. Um, the this movie stars Jack Black, Dylan Minnette, Odia Rush, and Ryan Lee. And Amy Ryan and uh, Jillian Bell and Ken Marino. Mm-hmm. All those people. Uh, the IMDb synopsis says a teenager teams up with the daughter of a young adult horror. S- uh, wow, sorry. A teenager teams up with the daughter of young adult horror author R.L. Stein at the writers, after the writer's imaginary demons are set free <laughs> on the town of Madison, Delaware. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys want to start with? I, <laughs> Willie, did you enjoy the movie? Yeah, I did. I had fun. Hey, okay, let me just start with I. I don't want to. I don't want to shit on a kids' movie too much. So I'm going to get the stuff I didn't like out of the way first. I'm just okay. going to knock it out real quick, and then I'll talk about because there were some things I really did enjoy. Um, I know Nick agrees with this because I saw his text earlier. Ken Marino is wasted. Uh-huh. If you're going to cast Ken Marino, do something with the man. Uh-huh. It didn't ruin the movie for me, but I'm like, why is Ken Marino in this movie? Like, he's, he doesn't do anything funny. It was a bummer. Um, I feel like there might be some stuff on the cutting room floor that I'm, was probably great. Yeah, because most of his interaction was with Amy Ryan, and, and she's really funny. Amy too. Ryan's amazing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. So the two of them probably had some funny exchange. I just want to see him fight a monster at some point. Um, <laughs> I thought he was going to wrestle like the werewolf or something. Yeah, yeah, because he's kind of a big I thought he'd be like the wrestling coach, and yeah. like, he looked like the gym teacher or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, they don't do a great job of reminding you which monsters are from which books. That would be nicer. 
I would have liked for one of the characters because they kind of hint that the nerdier kid is like has read Goosebumps. Yeah, and that's cool, but they don't utilize that enough. They're they're not like. Like they're when not, they, they're when not they, picking they, his brain to right when they the bump monsters. into you know the werewolf of fever swamp he doesn't you know there's no offering up of like how do we beat that werewolf of fever swamp and like that'd be cool to have the kid be like oh wait yeah that's right they do this you know they don't do that which that's a missed opportunity and it's a missed opportunity to remind me because some of these I'm like what is that from what is that yeah. monster like I, I know I know it but it's been a long time yeah um the other thing that I kind of have an issue with some of the... I wish there were some of the other... They focus on a few of the monsters Mm -hmm. and then they kind of forget about a lot of the other ones and I'm Mm -hmm. like, I wanted more variety but maybe they're hoping that that there's going to be a sequel and they want to do more. I don't know. Who knows? They don't show enough of the monsters. It really sticks to like four or five key monsters and that's really all they focus on. So that was a little bit of a bummer considering the whole idea was that it was all the Goosebumps, you know, creatures. Mm -hmm. Um, What do I like? Uh... The cast is fun. I, I, Jack Black was fun. He was doing something very strange with with R.L. Stein, and I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, because yeah. he has this like weird like his affectation. He's he, he say, just sounds ridiculous. Like he, he sounds nothing like R.L. Stein. He delivered everything like uh, Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones. His yeah, voice, his kinda, voice was exactly. Yeah, like that. he kind of did actually. That's funny. <laughs> I didn't even notice that, but no, he's funny. I was like, he was kind of kind of humorous. Um, the kids were fun. I like the kids. Um, Amy Ryan was good. So the whole cast I enjoyed, except for Ken Marino being wasted. Um, there are some fun gags in there that remind me of like a Jumanji type movie. It's not as good as Jumanji by any means, but it reminds me of Jumanji. Uh, particularly, the, there's a sequence with the lawn gnomes. That's actually really funny. Yeah. Like I had a good time watching that scene. It, I, I, I enjoyed that whole sequence because they're so creepy. Did you tell your dad about it? No, I didn't. I didn't. He <laughs> remembers the book Attack of the Lawn Gnomes, though. He's a big fan. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, that, that was that whole sequence was really fun. Like I, I was like having the way a good that they time. They were animated, that, and when they like got angry, their eyebrows popped off of their like. Yeah, it was fun. It was clever. Like I, I enjoyed. Yeah. There's just a swarm of them. Mm-hmm. I, like that was. It reminded me of like Gremlins almost too in spots where I was like, probably because they kill one in a blender. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, that the whole gnome sequence is, might be my favorite sequence in the movie. Um, some of the other action sequences are fun. The, the, Yeti, the stuff with the abominable snowman was kind of fun. Um, there's a gag with a uh, Zamboni that's kind of clever. That was pretty um, good. There's some fun stuff in some of the action sequences. Um, and it's, it's not... What I liked about this movie was that it didn't completely pander to kids. I didn't honestly feel like it was trying to sell books, which was nice. I was surprised by that, that it wasn't completely like, go buy the new Bo- Goosebumps books. Like, they're yeah. out right now. You know, there wasn't any of that. Um, it did a good job of having some adult jokes in there. Some of the, like, digs at Stephen King were hysterical to me because <laughs> um, it's so ridiculous. Um, yeah, I had some fun with it. I, the only thing that really kind of gets me down is... For as clever as some of the humor was and the fact that they were able to appeal to some of my more adult sensibilities here and there, they could have done something more with this. I'm not saying that you have to with, with kids' movies these days, but I think you have to do it to transcend just being a kids' movie, and this doesn't do it. Yeah. Um, I think they could have pulled something like a Lego movie and had a little bit more of a, a real-world message in there. Mm. Um, I wish there was some sort of... I was talking with Nikki about this after the movie, and she agreed. I, I wanted, like, a younger kid and an older kid. Like, somebody who was old enough to remember reading Goosebumps and somebody who doesn't read books anymore because kids don't read enough. <laughs> mm. I mean, maybe I'm generalizing, but 
God, you just instantly made a better movie um, by saying that. And I would have loved, I would have loved the idea of a kid who, like, he has to go to help from an older kid who's like, dude, like, you never read, you know, Werewolf of Fever Swamp. What the hell, man? Like, you gotta do this, you know? Like, I don't know. That would have been nice to have that. Or like an older you know. kid who doesn't believe in like, it doesn't like believe in them anymore. Kind of. He's like, that's not scary. That's There's for, something that's for you babies. can do there. Um, yeah. And you could have done it. You could either one of those scenarios. You could play off R.L. Stein. You know, if if it's if it's a kid who's who just doesn't read anymore, and he represents kind of kids that have fallen out of like picking up a book and just sitting down and reading it, you could have played off of R.L. Stein being a character who, mm-hmm. a character who like a guy who feels kind of forgotten, like ah, my art is dead because you know these kids don't care anymore. Or you could do the same with a kid who grew up, grew up and was like, those books are lame. Why would I ever read those? So mm-hmm. you're, ba- you're more- almost describing the two brothers from Jurassic World. But uh, no, honestly, that your versions sound better. Yeah, there was more you could do with this movie, and they didn't. It doesn't make it a a terrible movie, it, it, but they missed. They could. This could have been a more important movie, and it's not. And that's okay. Yeah. It's popcorn fun. I'll never watch it again. <laughs> but I had fun while I was watching it. Probably because the little kids next to me. So <laughs> yeah, that would help. All right, Nick, your thoughts on Gooseberms? Gooseberms. What Willie just said actually is one thing I was thinking too. This movie doesn't matter at all, yeah. and it will never matter, and that's kind of a drag, because I was thinking while I was watching it, I obviously don't go to the movies to see kids' movies very often, if ever, and the kids in our theater didn't seem to give a shit either. Like none I of feel them, like there were two kids in our theater, maybe. No, they were, they were good. At, but, they were yeah, decent that, amount. That says how, how, how little well, I, I mean, realized like, I didn't hear like any... Like, we were laughing more than kids. And it was yeah. at, like... We, it was I, I laughed, like, I laughed like three times. And that was more than most of the kids. And there was no like, ah, that's scary. Or there was just nothing. Like, these kids yeah. are flatlining. And I was like, okay... <laughs> This is clearly not working out. And here's the thing: the the, the Which is weird because my like I said, my kids were my kids, my children, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my babies in the movie. <laughs> no, they 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 were really into it. It's weird. Really? Yeah, yeah no, interesting. Yeah, it's just uppity Birmingham kids we were stuck with. <laughs> they just wanted to go to Panera and use the Wi-Fi. Why can't I have my mm. iPad? Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing: when you make your movie like almost a carbon copy of Jumanji, I have to compare it to Jumanji. And that's not going to work out well for you <laughs> because Jumanji is amazing. Yeah. And I love that movie still. And I loved it when I was a kid. And here's the thing about Jumanji and a lot of other great children's films. And it's not to say that they don't exist today, but it, it has depth to it. And like you just said, Willie, like what you seriously, what you just get the typewriter. There's, what a, moral, you just described, there's a moral at it. Well, yeah. And yeah. there's growth and there's characters that are actually relatable. Like the main character, the main kid in this movie, I was tired of him 11 minutes in. Cause I was like, okay, I get it. There's nothing wrong with him. He's perfect. He's funny. He's he's good looking. He's charming. He's a little sad about his dad he's for one on for test. one scene, and then it's never brought up for the rest of the movie. <laughs> I remember thinking, and even that then, scene, I was like, it, oh man, I'm really interested to see how that part's going to work. And out. even then, it just he immediately ends it with a joke. Like, yeah. there's no actual sadness there. And I'm like, you know what, man that that could be heavy. Like, think about Jumanji. Those two kids, their their parents are dead, and it hangs over them the whole movie up until the end when they get a chance to kind of when they kind it's, of. I haven't seen Jumanji since I was like what six. The fuck, I know, <laughs> it's right? So good. I need to watch it again. It's on Netflix, or it was okay. anyway. Excuse my expletive. I've tried really hard these last <laughs> these last dozen or so episodes to not swear so much. I haven't tried. I I have. I've made a conscious choice, but man, when someone says they haven't seen Jumanji since they were six, and that's almost twenty years ago. 
We got problems. Yeah. So in Jumanji, though, you have you have like four or five like relatively main characters, and they all have flaws. They all have demons they're dealing with, and they all have growth in the movie. I'm not saying that Jumanji is the best movie ever made or the best written movie ever, but if you're going to ape it as hard as this movie does. At least try to like take take yeah. some other notes from it structurally. Don't just be like they come out of a book and you have to trace them and put them back in the book, and that's that. <laughs> uh, I didn't like it very much, needless to say. <laughs> I would I, if if anyone had turned to me and be like, "You want to go?" I'd be like, "Yep, I'll eat, I'll eat my thirteen dollars, and that'll be that." Um, and and it's not you know I like like Willie said, I don't want to rag on a kids movie, but the thing is, I think it was kind of I, I just didn't think it was even. I don't even think kids liked it really. That at least in our experience, our theater, it just it didn't seem to register with anyone. And like I said, you're the main character. If 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 Champ had been the main character of the movie, it would have been a hundred times better probably. Because that's the other thing is like cool kids don't read Goosebumps. <laughs> like they don't they don't know all about Goosebumps and like figure out how to solve these mysteries. Like that kid should not have had any solutions to anything in in the movie. I was like, man. I, I don't think he did. <laughs> but he, yeah, but he was kind of like the like the driving force of like, come on, everybody, yeah. like let's stay motivated and and yeah, you are right. He didn't like have the but solutions. Yeah, I don't, I'm not certain anybody had any solutions. But I was like, this kid, this kid kind of sucks. Like I just yeah. didn't really like him. I was like, he's got he's got nothing going for him. He's not. I don't want to root for him because he's he's perfect. It doesn't matter <laughs> what happens, he'll be fine. Uh, and the. I don't know why. And this isn't even a bad thing, but it's so weird that the R.L. Stein is the character. <laughs> like it's awesome. I didn't know that, and I was, was sitting in the movie, and I was like, "Oh, those are literally the goosebumps," and that's literally R.L. Stein. I but I kind of wow. What? I it's think, kind of funny though. It's I so think it's meta. a really interesting and cool idea. I don't think they did anything interesting or cool with it necessarily. Well, well Willie, I mean. Going sitting down and leading into this interview, not like ten minutes ago, I, I felt way better about the movie than I do right now because everything Willie just said is so true, it's and it would have been a hundred times yeah. better. Like having R.L. Stein because they started out with him kind of interesting, where he's this kooky guy who doesn't want to let people in his house, and then he just kind of became, I don't know, just kind of Jack Black making fart sounds and falling into shopping carts, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, kid, kids are laughing, right? No, they're not. Okay, <laughs> no, one, no one likes this. All right. And some of the adults worked. Amy Ryan was funny. Camarino was funny. Uh, Jillian, Jillian Bell. Jillian Bell works. She's funny. Some of those interactions of kid against adult were funny. Like, I was like, okay, here's some, here's some humor that the kids will laugh at them because the adults are awkward. We laugh at it because we get it. And there's, again, there's some of that in Jumanji. <laughs> but, <laughs> and I don't know. I just didn't. I feel like even if, if I had kids and took them to see it, and I, I would be like, did you guys like that? And if they had said, yeah, I would have been like, oh, man. I failed. <laughs> what, have I, what have I done? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, there are some entertaining parts about the movie. Uh, one, of, one of the issues... No, what? Go I, ahead. Did, I did think of one good thing. Keep going. That I, it was Go actually ahead. really good. Are you do sure? It. Yep. I hate doing this. You didn't like no, the lawn gnomes? I do it all the time. I didn't no, have a you, train, well, you already so. talked about okay, that. Okay, I just want to make sure. Uh, no, the lawn gnomes was funny, except... <laughs> What level of Rob Letterson, what's his name, Letterman? <laughs> what level of artist do he and Jack Black think they are that they can reference their previous work together? <laughs> and we can do the Gulliver's Travel thing, you know? The kids loved it. Yeah. Everyone loved it. 
it's so it's so meta. That's our that's our reference to our own work. Like these guys are not. Why am I being Tim right now with my hands in the air? <laughs> these guys are not Klaus Kinski and, uh, and uh, Werner Herzog. Yeah, Werner Herzog. Like when I when I saw that, I I was like, oh no. That's, I didn't even think of that. That's so funny. I that's, saw it. I was like, oh, that's like Gulliver's, and I was like, whatever. But then I thought about the Ted Dance and Gulliver's Travels, and then I laughed a little because that was a thing. Uh, no, what I was gonna say was good. That I actually thought was really good, and I was like, I'm, I'm weirdly into this part of the plot. Um, the relationship between Stein and the dummy. I was like, uh, I, I th- this movie, it's, it, it it's, went there. It's it got Lynn and Clue. It got no. It, it's <laughs> it's better than Ultron and Iron Man. Like this this movie handled the relationship between creator and creation better than like Avengers did. It was kind of cool actually, yeah. and and it did it well, and and it had the cool shot where you saw the two halves of the face. I was like, that is. There's one shot in this movie that's really good, and that's that. That was really cool. The the like, the the relationship that they had, and how he created him when he was a boy and needed a friend, and like there was there was actually a past here, and he like wanted it. Yeah, it was kind of like Flynn and Clue. Like, yeah, you're you're right there as well. Like that, I was actually I was like, this is pretty cool. I kind of like this. And um, I guess the other thing to say to give a to give it a little bit more credit uh, in regards to its Jumanjiness and like some of the jokes, like the the Zamboni thing. It was kind of funny, but we saw it coming a million miles away, and I was I was like, okay, I get it. The kids saying, I know exactly what's going to happen. Down to the Edgar Wright style cuts of everything, and then it happened, and I was like, you know what though, I don't like it. I'm bored by it. But there's a kid who's going to watch this movie and he's going to see that sequence of that Zamboni, and it's going to register in his brain as like that's a funny idea. And even if he doesn't know where it came from or what influenced stuff like that, like I think Edgar Wright, I think Guy Ritchie. Um, but it goes back to Sam Raimi even before that. It's like when we talk to our parents when you were like a teenager and be like, oh, man, I heard this great brand. And you'd listen to it and they'd be like, that sounds like the Beatles or, or, yeah. Tom, or Tom Petty or something. Just because it originated with somebody else doesn't mean it can't make an impact on somebody else. So it's like when my little cousins uh, who are like 10-ish, 8-ish, when they were like t- talking to me about Star Wars and they were like, we love Star Wars. And I was like, no way. I got really excited. Yeah. And I was like, that's so cool. Who's your favorite character? And one of them was like, Obi-Wan. The other one's like, Anakin. And I went, whoa. You guys don't like Star Wars. <laughs> you think you do, but you don't know yet. <laughs> Real Star Wars. But they were so into it. They loved the Clone Wars. They loved that stuff. And I was like, that's it's cool in a way. Mm. And so I guess, and again, Jumanji here is not high art. And no kid's going to like beg for this Blu-ray for Christmas. But if if it made some kids laugh, I kind of need to be like, okay, like it worked. It did its job. It's not. That's the thing is with kids' movies, you have to judge them a little differently. And I mean, but it's it's not as good of a kids' movie as it could have been. Which that's, is a shame because it, studios like Pixar and DreamWorks they do things like Wreck It Ralph, right. where it's a great kids' movie, and a kids' movie shouldn't be stupid by default. No, and it's it's not. It's I guess I guess I should say on one one hand, it's not as. I don't want to sound like an ass, but transcendent as it could be. You know, it doesn't quite transcend just being a kid's movie. On the other hand, it's not offensive. I'm not like, oh, God, this is going to make my kids stupider. You know that's what I mean? True. So that's nice. It's just such a shame because, like, in in two minutes, you described a way better movie. That would be not only better for, like, adult viewers, but for kids, too. There's actually something to learn there. Have you, have you, you still haven't watched the Lego movie, have you? No. You really, really should. I know. You really should. Like you really, really should. should. I know. <laughs> He's right. It's, Just keep saying it. It's, it's oh, really and the Shining reference in this is really funny. Yeah. That, that was funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The movie's okay. Got spoilers? No. There was a there's a twist in the movie. I won't say it because just in case like somebody really wants to go see it and they don't. There's a twist. I actually didn't see it coming. Uh, mm. About the... 
Yep. Uh, just spoil yeah. it. Yeah. Spoilers incoming. <laughs> Three, two, one. Spoilers. The daughter is not his daughter. I actually didn't see that coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll be well, honest. I was like, whoa. It goes even beyond shit. that. <laughs> she's not real. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah, she's not actually a person. I was like, damn. That, yeah. Because I actually, I'll be honest, I I was with Nick. I, I, I thought the kid was, you know, it was... It was kind of boring because he was just so like vanilla and just everything he does is is gold. Uh, but I, I I like the interplay between the two of them because I, I they both seem like they're nice kids enough. I like I wanted them to get together, you know. And then I I was like, oh shit, like she's gonna like fade into a book. That sucks. Like I was thinking, I was putting my my like mind in his perspective as a teenager. Like, damn, this girl next door is kind of cute. I like her. Oh fuck. That oh, but sucks. she a book? Right? She's a book. <laughs> she a book? Man, you can't kiss a book. <laughs> so. Anyway, yeah. no, I thought I that mean, was kind of cool. I think this movie was a lot of ideas that I think if they followed them through a little bit, they it would have been better. You know, I think the, there are some seeds there that just got sown but didn't quite grow properly, and it's a bummer. But it's also kind of like, eh, you know, it's goosebumps. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. I'm also glad that the lead kid knew how to make a like time bomb and strap it into a yeah, bus. And there's like materials at <laughs> the school that are okay, you blew the ice pack to make a time bomb. To make to make a bomb that is big enough to have a mushroom cloud? <laughs> yeah. No. The super bomb. Seems very safe. I don't yeah, no. That was a but, little unnecessary. I was like the movie didn't even need that. Like, but that's the yeah, that's the thing is that like there's no like there's no knowledge from the book that gets applied to taking down these monsters or anything like that, which is just kind of like, why is it a Goosebumps movie? It's yeah. like, oh, I'm a dude that made these things and now they're out. Okay. I know. I like how he just, I like the moment when he doesn't even remember <laughs> writing a giant, a giant praying man. He's like, I wrote about that. That was kind yeah. of funny. It was kind of funny because you probably wouldn't remember all that shit. You'd be like, the movie probably also would have been a little bit better if like, instead of all the creations wanting to come after R.L. Stein, like if they were just running around, like in another movie that is a lot like this one. <laughs> just running amok. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, one other thing, too, that it jogged my memory, and I really want to find it. Uh, there was an article I read a long time ago, probably like I think I actually read it in a newspaper, um, in the in the thing in the Detroit Free Press, and there was a... Uh, God, I can't remember what his name. I probably couldn't find it even if I wanted to. Basically, he described how he's really exhausted of movies and TV shows using Detroit as like a joke. Yeah. As like as like uh as like an extreme way to like say something it, sucky. Comparing him to demilitarized zones and Right. And he um he it was a really interesting read and he didn't come at it from a perspective of like Was it Tom Long? No. Uh <laughs> He didn't come at it from like an angry, too angry perspective. He just said it was kind of like it was too easy. But yeah. uh, to him, it also didn't make a lot of sense. And he he talked about how he had family that lived out of state or something, and he was visiting with them, and they were watching Airplane. And there's a part, there's a joke in Airplane where they say, "Well, it was one of the worst places I've ever been, Detroit." And he's like a military guy, and mm-hmm. like, and the joke is like, "Oh, Detroit's so bad." And he remembered all his friends and like everybody started laughing so hard. And he was like, what? Why is that so funny to you guys? Because he was from Detroit. He grew up born and raised and lived in Detroit. And they were like, oh, because Detroit's awful. It's like the worst place ever. And he's like, no, it's not. Like it's, yeah, it has problems, but it's just a city really. And he, in his article, began to talk about his perception of Detroit as a kid and like all the wonderful history that Detroit had and all the good things about it. And I mean, yeah, we know Detroit's, it's sketchy and it has some bad things about it, but especially in 2015, like Detroit's really not that bad anymore. There's way worse cities, I mean, in the state of Michigan, but also like in other places. 
so when he said that that joke about like was there anywhere else we could move and he's like oh detroit or something and i was yeah. kind of like that's not even really that funny anymore and like a little kid isn't even gonna think that's funny that They're kid gonna... would love royal oak are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. thought it was interesting and, and yeah, kind it was of a out of place. Stupid choice. I don't know. It's but it's one of those. Things. It felt yeah, like, like a super lazy every, joke. Everybody that doesn't like live in Detroit, even like even people that live in Michigan that aren't anywhere near Detroit and never go there, think that Detroit is like you don't want to be caught there in the day because you're going to get robbed, which isn't could, could true. Happen, but it, I mean, it could happen in anywhere. You know, I, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not that doesn't happen here. So. I don't get I don't offended know. by the digs. It is a cheap joke, though. It's just like, okay, yeah. haha, yep. Um, sucks. The only th- other thing that I wanted to say, this movie falls victim to something that I'm uh, bothers me sometimes and doesn't other times. In, 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 in some the, the cases where it does, I'm thinking Juno. In the cases where it doesn't, I'm thinking anything by Joss Whedon and that all the characters talk the same. And I don't really feel that way about Joss Whedon. I just know that a lot of people do. Um, but... The kid doesn't feel any different than his mom or his aunt in that they all have the same sense of humor and that they can talk to each other in the same way. Like Nobody feels like their own character and people don't feel like they're separated by their generations and things like that and everybody just feels like the same. Yeah, the boy in the... (laughs) The movie feels on one hand like it was written by like a 14-year-old boy. Yeah. Because the boy, the the interplay between the main kid and the ne- the neighbor girl is very like yeah. Quip City Central. Like, ho, 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 one-liner. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and it's very <laughs> zippy, snappy. Yeah. And, and I'm like, hey, teenagers aren't this slick. No. At all. Even the ones that are cool are even less slick than that. He recovers from some things with some zingers that are like, yeah, I didn't think anybody would think anybody his age would... They would think of that in the shower the next day. Also, yeah. Also, what's with the giant carnival that still has power <laughs> in, in the middle of nowhere? As soon as she walked in there, and was when like, was it? Watch built this, too? and like turned on the power. I was like, how was there? Who's paying the bill there for that <laughs> abandoned carnival of death? But, but it, like, also, like it was. It must have been built like in like nineteen dickety two forever like, still. It's, like, yeah, it's overgrown by yeah all forest of, or yeah. Like, if anybody built that Ferris wheel with any of those trees standing that close to it, they don't hire and it's them like to a make a carnival. it's like a six-minute walk from the suburbs. Yeah. I hate the suburbs. Uh, <laughs> New York, kid, uh, Detroit, suburbs. <laughs> uh. Farms. What a boner. <laughs> the carnival didn't bug me. It's dumb. Yeah, but, but yeah. I was like, oh, this will be a set piece later. <laughs> we might be get some fun stuff. The the roller check offs abandoned carnival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I was actually thinking that yeah. like as the and when it got to the third act and they were coming back and like, let's go up the Ferris wheel to finish the book. I was like, oh, this Ferris wheel is check. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I've never thought for a second this would come back into play. I thought it was just a a moment, and it's turned into this. Thing. Giant set piece. <laughs> yeah, or runaway Ferris wheel in the middle of, where were they? Rhode Island? Somehow it was in Delaware. Delaware. I'm in Delaware. Remember that joke? Mm-mm. From Wayne's World? Delaware. We're in Delaware. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. All right, I'm sorry. That's, let's just talk about Wayne's World. We don't have to right now. <laughs> but sometimes we can take we it off. Uh, we can take but, it and off. This will be the, the point counterpoint where Willie and I. To our graves, we'll disagree on which Wayne's World movie is there better. There you go. There you yeah. go. Don't give it away. Oh, Don't give it wait. away. Don't give it away. 
We're That's right. It. Why? We've though? talked about it on the podcast. That's so yeah, weird know, to me. Have. I don't get it. But it's a tease for it. those that don't remember. Are we over on time right now? We're like super over on uh, time. Really? For as much as a Goosebumps episode would be? <laughs> We're a minute and ten, which is probably our longest episode in the a most recent history. Uh, an hour and ten. Real quick, though. Uh, send in, just in feedback, just send over who you think prefers which Wayne's World movie and which one do you prefer? Yeah, there and, you go. Why? and why? Feedback at yeah, give us a reason. Or you can post it on our Facebook or and send it to us on Twitter. Please. And if you have, this would actually be really hilarious if somebody wrote in their thoughts. I guess we have to do it next week. Though. And don't just That's be like, fine. Willie likes Wayne's World too because he's a dick fart. Like, don't, don't, be a, <laughs> don't be a jerk. So, John, John, write in something constructive. Yeah. <laughs> give, us a, give us a reason. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, that would be really interesting to see what people think. And because, I mean, if you've been listening to a lot of episodes by now. <laughs> was it dick fart? Was that? Yeah, I was just thinking about John taking that. <laughs> Willie's oh man! Dick fart. Oh man! <laughs> we love you, John. <laughs> uh, All right. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be really funny because if you've been listening for a long time, you probably have some, or you think you have some insight into our personalities. But you might. I'm how how much of this show is our is our are we Larry David in Kirby Enthusiasm? <laughs> are we playing characters or are we really ourselves? I don't. I can't. It well it depends. I raised my eyebrow. I feel like Alex was more of a character in earlier episodes, and now I'm just me. But, <laughs> After um, Star Trek Into Darkness, you become <laughs> you become just you. gave up. <laughs> um, the t- the tears brought forth my my real personality. Your true self was yeah, was yeah. revealed to the podcasting world. I can't even remember which of you prefers which, even though I know that I've really. I just imagine you your them? skin falling off and you shooting up on a beam of light. <laughs> <laughs> Real Alex is here. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I haven't seen either of them probably since after Jumanji. The, after the age of twelve. This is funny that we're going to get to Wayne's World before Terminator because we've talked about doing the Terminator one for a oh, long God, time. Yeah. yeah, but we we I think there's some gray in, in Terminator, but our our stances on Wayne's World are very clear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's a line there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, well, you should watch those too because they're they're wonderful. Both they're great. Them. They're yeah. great movies. They're both good movies. Let's just throw that. Are out they the there. best movies to have spun out of SNL? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> next, next topic. Yeah. Has anything else good spun out of SNL movie wise? Arguably, some yes. people would say the Night at the Roxbury. That would be the one I'd think of. Is Superstar is shit. It. Superstar's okay. awful. Coneheads is not. Is good. Uh, Corky Romano an SNL thing? You it know, might have been an, I don't a, think an so. SNL produced one. Oh, guys, it's Pat. Yeah, uh, but it's not. Corky wasn't like an SNL skit like Pat and Night at the Roxbury. It's probably Lauren Phil Michaels Hartman, production though. Only Phil Hartman was still here to give us an unfrozen caveman lawyer series. <laughs> Man, would that be good? Yeah. All right. You could also write in and let us know if there's anything we forgot about SNL that spun out of that that was any good. Was Austin Power? No, Austin Powers just had all the alumni. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like there's something else too. I None of Adam Sandler's stuff came out from that, did it? Mm-mm. He had original material for his movies. <laughs> the Hurley He Boy. Oh God, I love that. Sk- okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Willie spun the mic. He's done. <laughs> Willie's done. But feedback at MidwestFilmers dot com is where you can write to us. Let us know what you think of the show. The things that we talk about. We're at MFN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. 
All 150 plus bonus episodes are on the website midwestfilmnerds.com. They're also on iTunes and uh, Stitcher Radio has like the latest 10 or 15. Uh, next week we're reviewing Spectre, the latest James Bond film. Mm. <laughs> I'm so unqualified for that, guys. Just, we, just watch Skyfall. <laughs> Why? Because you haven't seen Skyfall? I haven't seen Quantum of Solace. I haven't seen Casino Royale since it was in theaters. Whoa! Yeah. Well, catch up, bro. I'll try. <laughs> you guys have a lot of homework. Wayne's World, Preacher, Bond. What do I have to do this week? All of the Rocky movies, uh, all of the Done. Rambo movies. Done. All the no, Mad I'm Max movies. This is, all, this is all me. Oh, all, all the Kyle Chandler movies. All the Kyle Chandler movies. You know all what? of Inside Edition featuring well, Kyle Chandler. <gasps> While I was at work today, I was thinking to myself, God, a Ben Mendelsohn Dino Riders movie would just make me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a Dino Rider. It's, real it's, it's just Ben Mendelsohn and Lee Pace. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He looks like a dino rider. That would be like that. Would, we'd, ha- we'd have to end the podcast with that one because it wouldn't like that's that's culminate. That's everything that uh, Nick's, Nick's character arc would be finished after that movie comes. Uh, we'd have just, to kill him. Float away on a breeze. <laughs> Do, seriously, just take the cast of Bloodline and make it Dino Riders. Mm-hmm. Sam Watterson, he's a Dino Rider. There you, go. you know what though? That that Sam Watterson. Yeah, uh, he's a Dino Rider. Uh, the the cast of Bloodline would actually make a great Star Trek cast. Yeah, I'm thinking dumb. about it too. Alex, you can finish the episode now. So. I don't know, whatever, it doesn't matter. Bye. We're totally off the rails. Kyle, I just want to go watch a movie.